Welcome back to Success Made Last. This is our designer series. I'm Rick Tokini. Our very special guest today is Lolita Healy, who has a background from Christian Dayar as well as from Donna Karen. And Lolita, it's great to have you on our show today. Thank you. I'm very pleased to be here. It's an honor. It's great to talk to you. Tell us about your own career journey. Okay. Well, it started about 17 years ago, and I was a stay-at-home mom of two little girls, and I just had a light bulb moment. I went out for some girl time with girlfriends, and we were all served a martini of our choice, and a light bulb just went off in my head. Before that, I had about 10 years of experience in sales and marketing with the likes of Christian Dior and Donna Karen, so I was pretty well aware of branding and product development and things like that, so I was a little bored. And I wanted to be able to do something around my girls. And so what I started doing was building a business. And that business happened to be designing martini and wine glasses. And so that was the beginning. And 17 years later, I'm here. In 2018, I've sold over 26 million glasses since I started my business. Um, and, you know, there's been ups and downs all through the years, but it's been a very, very... Um, you know, big success by all accounts because it's still a very stable brand and it's pretty unheard of in the gift industry, at least that channel of distribution, to have a giftware product that has such sustainability. So that's where I am. Um, still designing. I have a small team and all we do is pump out design and I attribute a lot of it. Nothing, you know, elbow grease is one of the big things. Um, you know, no shortness of creativity but also my business model, which is licensing. So um, all of this working together, and of course, all of us working really, really hard to stay fresh and creative every single day and to make that customer feel beautiful and wonderful whenever she drinks out of one of my glasses or even has it on her kitchen counter. Um, as long as we can keep touching people's hearts and bringing them joy, I believe we're going to be around for a long time. Lolita, that is one colorful uh, journey. How do you happen to reinvent yourself every year knowing that this gift industry expects new and trendy? Yes. it's You know, it's funny. Um, I, I really believe it's all about people. And as long as we're human beings, there are some pretty synonymous things between all of us. We all love. We all get sad. We all enjoy celebrating special moments, holidays. Um, we all have friends. Um, so those are the common denominators. But how I stay fresh is just making sure I'm ahead of trend, which means basically just trying to keep my finger on what's going out there in the fashion industry with color, um, texture, fabrics on the runway. What's going on with social trends is a big one. Um, for instance, bachelorette parties didn't used to be nearly as big as they are now. And so, you know, I, I keep close tabs on all of it. And we, we do try to fill most of our, I fill most of my fans' requests as much as I possibly can. Some we can't do, but, um, you know, we, we really just try to keep track of people's emotions and what, what they're thinking about now. But, you know, the good news is the base of the brand is um, our humanness and actually celebrates that. So no matter what area of life you're talking about, whether it's the birth of a new child, a romance, an engagement, a wedding, 
a retirement party, an anniversary, um, even just a girl girl time or Mother's Day, or you just want to give a friend a beautifully patterned butterfly glass, we we really try to fit almost every possible um, need out there or wish or want. Um, so it's kind of how we stay fresh. We just try to lead and not follow. Well, that makes total sense. For our colleagues that are in the gift industry, um, we've got several callers that have some questions. Caller number one wants to know, can you give us some or one of your greatest success stories where you bucked the trends? Wow. Yeah, that I can actually start with the original concept. I mean, no one had ever heard of a hand-painted glass before, much less one that had a recipe on the bottom of it that came in a fabulous package. It was like something that had never been done before. So kind of take credit for that. Um, That's the biggest example. And I, you know, I kind of created, I have created a genre of giftware that many copycats and other people have gotten into. But, you know, I believe we're still the leaders in the category. But the next, you know, just as a small example, um, I guess about in 2008, I had this idea, well, wouldn't it be really cute to do miniature wine glasses and martini glasses and just do Christmas patterns on them and and sell them as ornaments? And everybody just kind of looked at me like, why would anyone want a wine glass hanging on their tree (laughs) and a little Hmm. tiny wine glass? But I, you know, launched that. I launched 36 designs in 2008. And I, I have sold over um, 4 million of those little babies to date. Amazing. So that, that's an example. You just, you just something pops into my head and I'm like, sometimes you can't, I've discovered this and this is a big one, to come up with a successful idea. You can't, you know, to me, you can pay, push paper all day long, marketing research to the hilt, spend thousands and thousands of dollars trying to figure out what, the millennials want, but the bottom line is, is just trying to keep your head and your heart open creatively. That's where the good ideas come from. And you just sometimes have to be willing to take a risk and see if it sticks. And yeah, I've had a lot of the opposite things happen where I had an idea and it didn't really stick. So I just think you have as a, as an entrepreneur, sometimes just to bite the bullet. And if you believe in something enough, you just have to go for it. And mm. I, for myself, that um, process has worked much better than doing marketing studies and things like that. Um, just trying, you know, would I like this as a woman? Would, um, do I think m- one of my friends would like one of these ornaments? And the price point itself. And so sure enough, you know, that one was a hit and still is actually. <laughs> so. Hey, here's a second caller. From the Etsy world, they want advice on how to scale from one to two pieces to thousands. Okay. Well, that's a very good question. Um, I think people underrate the process of business modeling. It's totally different than doing marketing research. I believe that you really need to study business modeling. And what I mean by that is, do you want to be a service business? In other words, do you want to be a restaurant? Do you want to be a dry cleaner? Do you want to deliver food? Do you want to be Uber? Um, So there's service. There's retail, which can also double as service if you're a dry cleaner. 
um, there is manufacturing. So most of the people that have small businesses on Etsy are the manufacturer of their own products. Um, do you want to get into licensing, which, which from day one, I knew that was going to be my business model. That was how I wanted to do it. I never wanted to be the manufacturer. I didn't want to paint thousands and thousands of glasses the rest of my life. So I, um, you just, if, if you nail down your business model, I think then it becomes a lot easier. And so from day one, I knew I didn't want to go direct to consumer because that has a lot of problems. And then you can get really stilted um, if it's a brand new product and you're trying to produce it yourself and you're trying to go direct to consumer. So I decided to go wholesale. I decided I wanted to be licensed, but it's very difficult to get licensed. So I took my product line on the road to wholesale trade shows around the country. And that's getting you out in front of the retailers, I think, is key. And a lot of millennials shop and people sell, um, brands sell direct to consumer. But I still think it's really great to get a footprint in the retail industry with your brand or your product line. So how you do that is you have to go where the retailers go um, to get exposure. And mm -hmm. that would be, say, the Atlanta gift market um, that's every twice a year. One's in January, one's in July. And I think once you figure out your business model, then you can backtrack and say, well, how do I establish this? How do I get into this? And another thing to consider is your channel of distribution. Like I knew I wanted to do gift. I decided I did not want to be in the fashion industry. I wanted to be in the gift industry. And I wanted to do something that, you know, whether home decor, something artsy along those lines. So I had it nailed that I wanted to be licensed that I wanted to be in the gift industry and I knew I didn't want to sell direct to consumers, which most people on Etsy do. So <clears throat> that helped me at least narrow my vision a little bit so I could focus. And, um, you know, just having that knowledge and just being totally committed to what the business model I chose, um, I knew that I, if I pushed along hard enough and was creative enough, I could get some traction enough to get noticed to be licensed as a designer. Well, that's solid advice. Where can we go to find out more about your company? Okay. Well, they can go to my website. Um, I have my personal story and my biography on designsbylolita.com. I also have a retail site on there, but there is quite a bit on there about me. I have a press too where people can watch my interviews. Um, I've been on How I Made My Millions. That's a really good um, show to watch if you want to learn how I did it because it talks all about from the beginning to the end, you know, to now and, you know, some of the challenges I've faced and, and just how someone that's just scrappy, poor young mother without a dime was able to build a multi-million dollar business with no investors. Um, and it has not been easy, but I would highly encourage anyone to never say never that you can't do it. You can do it. That's you absolutely what we wanted to hear from you. If you love what you do, it's not going to be work anyway. So, yeah, if you're doing something that feels like work, you feel stuck, hey, you know what? Try something else. <laughs> you know, don't waste your life on something you're not happy with doing. Um, I believe God put us on this earth. Um, every one of us has talents. And it's really up to us to figure out what that is. 
he's he, he sometimes you know God will show us hey you need to paint hand painted glasses or you need to knit mittens they're going to be hot for the next ten years um, but most of the time it takes a lot of soul searching and that's what happened to me um, I just felt like I was destined to do what I'm doing and you know I and one of one piece of advice I always give to people is if you don't know what your passion is or you don't know what you want to do, and if you're not happy doing what you're doing now, look back to when you were a little kid. What did you love doing the most when you were little? When did you feel the absolute happiest as a child? And my answer to that was when I was sketching and painting by myself in the woods or in a field where I just could get totally creative or, you know, um, or riding my bike. So, those two things are things that I absolutely still adore doing. And um, so sometimes just looking back to when you were innocent and you didn't have any pressures from the outside world, there was no social media, you know, you, you didn't watch as much TV or whatever, um, the answer could lie there. That's really great insight. Thank you for that, Lolita. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Good luck, everybody. Well, we sure appreciate Lolita being on our program today and we invite any of you in the design and gift industry who would like to be on our show to just write me at rick at successmadealast.com today and we will certainly consider you as a candidate to be on our show thanks for joining us again as we always say may you live the best version of you have a great week So thanks to our sponsor, Edward Jones. They are our trusted financial advisor. And Edward Jones has been instrumental in helping us pivot our lives built around health, happiness, travel, and adding value to other people's lives. You can contact our advisor, Serban Maracini, by emailing him at S-E-R-B-A-N period M-A-R-A-C-I-N-E at edwardjones.com. And thanks again to their sponsorship of this program. And thanks to our sponsor, Gracefully Yours Greeting Cards and their hilarious Church Kitchen Lady Cards. Church Kitchen Ladies are a bunch of maybe 20 million volunteers across the United States that work in 300,000 churches. And they say stuff like, mind your own biscuits and life will be gravy. They also say, crunch tacos, not abs. And your crazy is showing, you might want to tuck that back in. And one of our favorites is, life is short, lick the bowl. If you want to find out more about the wonderful Church Kitchen ladies and join their roundtable, go to gracefully-yours.com today and find out about Church Kitchen ladies and purchase all the rest of the fine Gracefully Yours greeting cards.